Alrighty, guys. How is everyone doing this Sunday? We are here on our 10th upstream. Uh, I, I feel like every one of these is like a monumental achievement. We're still, we're still going on. <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Oh, Pretty good. Yep. I am here despite, you know, despite the office, despite the office getting good finally. Yes, it was. So we're here today. We have Ronel, we've got Alex, Warren, and Matthew. So we wanted to start off today with um, speaking about the 30% off and shot BlackBerry. Has anyone, you know, in our little group here, actually taken part on that 30% off? I have, and I picked up a second BB10 device, my first being that awful Q10 incident, and the second being my BlackBerry Z10. It is currently en route to San Diego, California, and I will probably have it by Friday, Saturday-ish the most. Tell us your address, social security, any other, anything else? All the library fans are going to converge on your mailbox and try to snag that Z10. You'd be glad to try, but I have a vicious little dachshund that might actually prevent that. <laughs> so you said that awful Q10 incident. Um, I, I hope you don't mean the Q10 was awful. Oh, no. Warren might come through the screen and punch you. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it was when a Q10 meets concrete and concrete wins. Oh, it's the worst. I, I'd like to tell you the Z10 is a little bit more durable, but, you know, that's probably not, not the case. Not so be careful. <laughs> Yeah, they actually, if you want, if you want Honor Box, they have some really good cases. Uh, not only like you know the, the ones Defender and the uh, yeah. those cases, but they actually have like a silicone just wrap the whole thing up and, and drag that thing on the ground. And it's like, I'm thinking about the transformer shell, actually. Be bad. I had that for a while. It it ripped or the corner ripped because I played with it too much. Because you can like pop it out like that over and over. So I did that so much, like in class, and then the corner kind of like bent a little bit and it's messed up. But my sep or my brother has it right now, and he uses it and he likes it. It is cool functionality. So who, who's got their notification set on? Because I keep hearing the ping in the background. Not my me. bad. That would be me. Ah, oh, it's front now. Yeah. <laughs> blame, blame the one Canadian in the group. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, so I apologize because you know I'm I'm just that nice. <laughs> we appreciate it. No, well, some people may be asking what Brandon and Darius are doing. Brandon is getting ready for an early start tomorrow morning. So he's got some work he's got to complete this evening. And Darius, is, his wife, he is actually uh, working on a couple essays for her master's. So we'll wish her the best of luck in actually getting those completed as well. So aside from the 30% off and shot BlackBerry, it looks like BlackBerry actually stole someone over from good technology, and they're bringing him over to man over in the public sector. It's pretty interesting that we're pulling in some top talent from some of our, you know, I want to say biggest competitors, but good really isn't one of our biggest competitors. <laughs> what do you guys think about the, the new appointed? What is, do you, does anyone know his actual title? That's me, that's me asking Alex. Jeffrey? Yeah, um, Jeffrey. I, Jeffrey. I have Google that I can search real quick. I know he's I know he's in charge of like the public sector, but is he actually he's not a COO or anything like that. We've already got that guy capped out already. It so says that he is the head of US public sector at Blackberry. Vice president head of US public sector at Blackberry on his LinkedIn. So that's oh. still interesting. How long was he with Good prior to moving over to Blackberry? 
He's like, I've got a little bit of LinkedIn again. <laughs> um, for two years and five months, he was the director of public sector yeah, at Good Technology. Okay. And you wonder, I mean, we should probably get a, try to get an interview with him, see what the change was. Was it more money? Was it, you know, kind of seeing the overall landscape and that BlackBerry really does have a linchpin on the market? What do you guys think? Mm -hmm. Combination of both, I would think. You know what I mean? Like, we've got a lot of companies who are switching over, and uh, BlackBerry already said they stole a couple of companies over from the technology and a couple of the competitors, so probably wanted right. to jump aboard. He was like, all right, I'm done. Bye, good. <laughs> he realized that his job at Good wouldn't exist that much longer because he realized the potential of BlackBerry through overthrowing their company. Exactly. And the stock I mean, should blow up because of this. But when you when you focus on the when you focus on like the public sector, you are working with these you know these tight industries of government, financial, you know, etc. These tightly regulated industries that BlackBerry is just as we already know, the golden standard. And good good can do a lot of small business MDM and you know allow people to get their iPhones and whatnot. But really, you know they they can't even manage a BlackBerry 10 device. So how ubiquitous are they as a service offering? Yeah. As we look here a little bit forward, you know, every, the thing everybody's talking about these days is the BlackBerry Passport. And I'm sure Lauren, of all of us here, is like probably the most sick and tired of it because she's waiting yeah, for she the, classic. the classic. They haven't said like anything about the classic. That's I know, driving me nuts. Lauren, do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing that they're being very, very quiet? Even at the BlackBerry Security Summit, there was like one classic. It wasn't even like yeah. you know, everyone's running around with these passports. I think it's kind of like um, a Trojan horse type thing. Like we don't we don't really expect you to buy this device, but we're gonna front run it as our flagship. When really the breadwinner is gonna be these other devices, and we'll touch a little bit on other devices so. a little bit later. I, I do. I was thinking it was the reverse. Like they they want you to buy the passport. They really want to get like the word out for it, and then it's like the people who really can't move from their bold 9900. Then they'll be like, you know, we have an alternative, which is the classic. It's just I, I, if we look at your d developer numbers, Alex. Maybe they could shed a little bit of light on it for us. How many Z10s versus Q10s? Oh boy, you're pulling this out of nowhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, rough percentage. I, I think maybe, it's, maybe last it's time been about twenty percent less. I checked, but I also checked. Oh man, like three months ago, and I've seen a lot more Q10s. I it might be like a twenty-five percent Q10 to Z10 to Z30. Yeah, I, I, really, fewer, I really feel like the all touch is, is kind of where a lot of people are looking these days for BlackBerry. I don't think that a lot of people are really too interested in in, in a QWERTY type device. I think there is obviously a very niche market that wants something like the Passport, but even myself, when I, I look at it, I want to get my hands on to really get a final kind of say so, but it's just too cumbersome, too big for me. I, I'm, I'm with Lauren thinking that you know maybe the Classic is going to be better for me. You know, as you guys know, I blog, I write a lot. The Z30 is great for that. I don't want to say that it isn't, but when you are typing out, you know, paragraph upon paragraph, holding the device yeah. and using your thumbs, it just gets tiresome. And I, I, I've never actually owned a Q10. I have a Dev Alpha C, but I've never yeah. actually owned a Q10. I, I got a hands-on with a white one a long time ago, but, um, you know, I just feel like the classic for me. I really like the form factor overall. Warren, what what draws you to something like the classic? And right now you're on a Q10. You previously used a Z30. What's got you interested about the classic over something like the Passport? Um. Well, obviously, like the keyboard, I'm 
I just love the Q10 keyboard, and so the classic keyboard is going to be more similar to it as opposed to, you know, the Passport is three rows, and it obviously not a huge difference, but a difference still. And I'm just really excited because even on my, like, Q10, when I'm scrolling, my, like, thumb gets in the way all the time, and I'm like, it, I don't know, it's just kind of annoying. So I feel like having that trackpad, uh, that'll make a difference with, you know, a lot of stuff like that. Absolutely. But the keyboard has the trackpad too, right? It's in her keyboard, so. Well, yes. I I still think it's gonna be a little bit. Uh, I'm choose my words carefully here. Um, I, I think it's gonna be a little bit toned back compared to what the classic can offer, because it still is a, a keyboard, and they're gonna have to, you know, it's not like it's always a trackpad, is what I'm saying. Right. Classic game yeah. will always be a trackpad. It'll have that utility at a finger's reach, you know, very easy for you. On the passport, you have to double tap on the keys, and then it's not an actual trackpad. It's just a touch-sensitive keyboard. You know, we, we like to call it a trackpad, but really it's not going to be. You're not going to be able to drive a cursor around your screen and things like that. It's still going to be just a touch-sensitive kind of interaction with the device. Yeah. So, yeah. More focused than anything. so across the board here, we'll start with Ronel, go with Matthew, and we'll end with Lauren and Alex in between. Passport size, Ronell. Too big, too small. Yeah. What are you What are you currently using, and what do you think? Would you Would you migrate to something like a passport? Uh, I was looking at the comparisons between like the, the passport versus the Z10, and I used to have a Z10. I'm using the Z30 now, but too big for me in terms of like width. Well, like it fit in my pocket, but it's just too too. You know, I mean, they can't. If I put that in my pocket, I'm gonna break it. That's how I, that's how it looks. I put it in my pocket and crack in half because it's so wide. But otherwise, I don't know. That's that's just my opinion. I, I just don't too big, but I want to try it out anyways. That's my opinion. That's right. Like it's 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 almost because it's really not that much wider than a Z30, honestly. But at the same time, it it is significantly wider. I mean, yeah. I have, a, I have, you know, I'm not the most, you know, large guy there is out there. The, the Z30 looks like I have like a gun in my pocket half the time. <laughs> but Matthew, what, what about you? Passport. You just bought a Z10. It's the passport will be the same height as the Z10, obviously, almost about about half as half as wide. Yeah, what are you thinking about? It? Into it. Um, I'm okay with the, the overall width of the device. I, it is not going to be able to be going into pockets, at least with me. I, that's why I need to get a, like a, like a like kind of a holster for it if I ever end up picking a passport some point in the future. But that screen is gorgeous. Coming from an, like a, an iPhone, like a, like honestly an iPhone 5S, like, and I, I when I type messages, I usually just type it when I flip it around anyway. So just it going that way, it's just like, I don't have to flip the phone around. I can just type normally on it. And, what I saw from like a few other like leaked videos about like how the gesture interface would work, swiping words and selecting words, it just it looks just beautiful, <laughs> and I am it's it's definitely going to be something special. What about you? What about you, Alex? Passport for you? Too wide? Not wide enough? You want it wider? <laughs> it's yeah, you know I want it to be twice as wide as it currently is because no. I, I want it to be like a playbook with, with physical keys. Um, said no one ever. Uh, so it's kind of like I'm thinking every other day I'm kind of like I want the passport, you know. 
And then I'm like, but I love my Z30. Like, Z30 is probably the widest I want a phone to be because, like, holding it in my hand, my hand kind of grips it nicely. I could, like, barely touch these fingers together, well, comfortably touch these fingers together, whereas I kind of tried to see how wide it is, and this is actually the same width of uh, the Passport, my, my charging pad. So I don't know if you can see, but it sticks out a little bit. So then I kind of tried to pretend I was holding it, and it just felt like that's so wide to me. And I, I, as much as I really want to try out the Passport, I don't think I'm going to end up getting it because it's just, it's so wide. But, yeah, I, I can't. I so can't wide, so it fresh, is. so cool. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Lauren, Lauren kind of touched on it, right? She's like, classic, fuck the Passport. Like she's not about it. <laughs> I, just, I just like the portability. Q10 3.1 inch screen, classic 3.5, Passport 4.5. It's good that they have the range and they're utilizing the one to one ratio. I find that that's a very unique thing that they're doing here that no one else is, so that's pretty good to see overall. So, what do you guys think moving on here about carriers prepping for the Passport? We've heard a lot of different rumors supposedly about perhaps maybe a September due date, maybe even earlier. What do you guys think I, that we'll see this thing launch? I think. Uh, Carphone Warehouse wants to release it yesterday, um, but you know, I think if September, only, if right? only they got the option. Yeah, yeah, some people are. Some people have quoted September the fifth. Some people are saying closer to the seventeenth. You know, it's kind of a toss-up in the air. And this is for that London event, by the way. Ronell, what do you think? Do you think we're going to see it launch anytime soon, like early September or toward maybe the end of September? It really depends. I mean. What I was thinking about is, are they looking at uh, other releases or other major phones as a major determiner, uh, determining if we should do it before or after, like the iPhone and the new Galaxy and HTC, but hopefully the beginning, so, you know, they catch the back-to-school rush, so I'm thinking the beginning of September. I feel like no one in school is buying a passport, <laughs> you know, like, honestly. <laughs> I'm thinking, like, business executives you know, the, the four of us, <laughs> you know, I really, don't, I really don't see a lot of people going for it, especially if it comes out at a price range of $600, maybe like $150, $200 on contract. I just don't see the appeal for the general population out there, especially when, again, BlackBerry is such a niche thing at this point. I think if they get smart with the classic pricing and whatnot, that'll really be the breadwinner for them. I don't think the Passport is going to be like a bring-back market share type of device, but I could be wrong. Do you think the Q5, Q10 line is going to kind of be non-existent and they're going to stick with Classic and Passport? Or will there be that Classic without the utility belt going forward? I, I think the Classic will replace the Q10 line at this point. Yeah. I think if, as they go forward, they may increase the screen size of a future you know, compact 40, but yeah. I, I'm thinking the trackpads here stay. At least, at least until they've migrated a lot of that base away from legacy. Um, I, I just want to share a quick story here. I was at a Disney yesterday. We had a little Berry Flow meetup, so to speak. Kevin in our group, Kevin Colazzo and uh, Chad, kind of met up for a brief moment there over in Disney. And while at Disney, I saw two Z30s, one Z10, a 9810, and a couple other legacy devices. I was shocked by the fact I've never seen a BlackBerry... Z30 in in flesh before in, in you know out in the wild aside from one I've owned and I saw two in one day and one was from a foreign guy he was clearly Hispanic um, so he probably brought that over from somewhere else but the other was a Verizon model so 
I guess Verizon did actually sell a couple of these Z30 devices. I mean, they're the only carrier that held it, right? In the U.S., you have to be on Verizon to get a Z30. So, I mean, that right there cuts it down to the, the chances of seeing one in the wild. It has to be a Verizon customer, and then they, you know, they didn't advertise it much at all, so... Yeah, or someone who imported it, you know, it's kind of yeah. where it comes down. Um, so when we look at this kind of carrier launching, we've seen uh, Telus talking about definitely housing it. We saw actually on Rogers that they brought the Z30 back into their shops due to popular demand. I wonder if they're kind of clearing some of that shelf space. I, definitely, as you had mentioned, Alex, I think that like the Q5, Q10, and even Z10 are kind of you know, at the end of their line, not going to be making any more of those. You know, for the Z10, they probably still have those over in the hard, uh, you know, hardware factories, you know, stockpiled up because they bought so many. Uh, interestingly enough, we had some alleged uh, Geekbench specs come out for a quote-unquote classic device, and it's running the same specs as the Z10. You wonder if they just disassembled all those Z10s and then built classics out of them. No. Wasn't well, no. it a little bit better graphics card, though, in it? Or not graphics card. For the graphics color. card. Yeah, <laughs> It got a it got a better um, better overall Geekbench score by like 20 points. So obviously, they've done software optimizations. Uh, it's still literally, you know, if if these alleged specifications from Geekbench are true, it's more or less going to be a, a revamped type of Z10 device. Uh, Lauren, with that in mind, you've owned a Z10. Were you at all flustered by its performance, or do you think that would be well, you know, suited well for something like the Classic? Um, yeah, I think I think it would work well for the classic. I think that the Z, I really was not a fan of the Z10. I mean, other other than the fact that you know it was BlackBerry 10 and it was really exciting to have like, that first device. But as soon as I got a Z30, I mean, it just kind of makes you realize how much better that is, and even the Q10 so much better. So, so I'm really not a Z10 fan. Here's some here's some uh, retrospective uh, advice over to Matthew. Just bought a Z10. Would it have been valuable for him to spend the hundred fifty dollars more to get a Z thirty? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Guys, I say when ten point three comes, it won't be as big of a gap um, well, from Z ten to Z thirty. Well, the funny thing is, is that the the defense score on the classic it was running ten dot three dot one with very 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 similar hardware, so it kind of led me to believe that Z ten has the capabilities to at least support it. Somewhat in the long run, possibly even further going forward, considering the classics and newer device coming out. So, possibly we could see it go to 10. Up, I don't know, this is speculative, but like 10.4, 10.4.1. Well, hopefully they just drop the whole 10. Whatever, and they start giving them some cool names or something. But yeah, I mean, I have the developer OS on my Z10, and it runs better than my Z30. So, like a lot of people, I'm I'm urging people if they're if they have a Z. 10, like hold on to it and wait for the 10.3 launch because they're getting like a big upgrade boost. The fact that it's faster than my Z30 right now, just like, just hold out like a little bit longer. It's, it's faster, more stable, it's going to have the Amazon App Store, a lot more support overall. I think they, I think they actually got it down for the Z10, but I think the only issue is the battery life. Cause That's true. You, you got a new operating system, so you got a lot more stuff going on in the background, so I think battery is, is only really issue when it comes to 10.3 on the older devices, but otherwise... And, and to caveat that as well, I mean, you can spend 30 bucks and get a spare battery, or if you're Lauren, you can, you know, schmooze your sugar daddy, he'll send you one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I, I still like that ability, even with the Z30, 
you know, it gets down, you know, I have a rough day, a rough day, a long day, and, you know, my battery's at 10%. And, and sure enough, it ends up, you know, I hit zero. It's like I can't hot swap my battery. My phone is now a total brick, at least with the Z10, you know? At least with the Z10, I'm reading our group chat here. You guys are distracting me. <laughs> at least with the Z10, you have the ability to hot swap a battery in, and you're up and running again in less than, you know, a couple of minutes. And I really yeah. like that. You know, yeah, you have to carry it around in your man purse pocket, whatever, whatever your fancy is. But it was a nice ability. Uh, Lauren, on your Q10, do you find yourself swapping back and forth between batteries a lot, or does it, for the most part, last to you uh, through your use? Um, I well, I actually just did my first battery swap since I've got this phone today, um, because I what day is it today? Sunday. Um, I didn't. I haven't charged it since Friday. Like when I got up for work on Friday, and it went all day Friday, all day Saturday, and then I was drunk tweeting last night, so it killed it. <laughs> so we played in black and the beer, yeah. the battery. I was trying to think of another B word, but I couldn't. I couldn't bring it. Blackberry battery. Nah, I still can't think of it. <laughs> Blackberry battery backup. Yeah. Badass. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, what else kind of stuff? <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still reading Alex's comment here in our group chat about the sugar daddy. <laughs> no, Alex, I will not be your sugar daddy. Jeremy has that locked. Oh, God. I, I tried. I think we should save this for a different, more intimate chat with the public. Um, <laughs> should we talk about PBM protected or? Yeah, PBM protected. Yeah, that's something we into the P. Um, <laughs> so PBM protected was announced for balance enabled devices. So previously, balance uh, PBM protected would only work in your actual work partition. It never, it wouldn't work on balance enabled devices. Now they've opened it up for BlackBerry 10 devices that do support balance. So you have the a work-life profile, and you're actually able to swap back and forth between your personal BBM and your regular BBM. Um, it's interesting, this is becoming a headline now. They actually put out a BBM FAQ, uh, like I want to say months ago, and they actually outlined all of this. And we're going to touch on a little bit more a little bit later, but they've, they've told us all of this up front. BBM Protected launched ahead of schedule, and now they're just rolling in with the updates for it. Um, do you guys think that balance will actually allow more BlackBerry users to enjoy BBM protected, or do you think it's just going to be a part of their overall strategy? Uh, I'll go first. Um, I think because I was back to experience, and I was looking at that as a movement that people or companies that are already existing and have this, um, they'll probably be able to give a discount, or if they're going to pay the full $30 a year, they're going to okay, you already have back me balance, okay, you can add on BBM Protect for all your users for $30 a year. I mean, that's a perfect attachment. Like, as a salesperson, you try to sell warranty as an attachment. Same thing, BlackBerry's got that that little extra service they can add, and that could probably help all revenues a lot, definitely. Yeah, I think it's a great point you bring up there now. And, and while we're here talking about revenues, we might as well bring up uh, another little bit of news that was not really news, again, this was put out in an FAQ memo like months ago, but that they're aiming to have BBM protected be a $30 a year per user fee, which is expensive, but at the same time kind of awesome. I mean, this is the highest level of messaging encryption out there that we know of thus far. I'm sure there's some, you know, 
secret spy networks that maybe have higher encryption tied in with something like SecuSmart, but at least for a publicly available type of messaging service, I mean, you talk about bringing in, if you can convert maybe 10 million of your enterprise base over to being protected, that's, that's a ton of money, especially at $30 a user per user per year. What do you guys think about that as we look at BBM monetization as a whole? Are we going to see are we going to see more money from stickers or actual BBM enterprise services? What do you think, Alex? So yeah, I mean, so the thing is that I've been noticing a lot is on the um, like the CrackBerry forums or within the comments of any of the sites. There's a lot of people saying, you know, I want BBM protected. Like I'm just a consumer, I want BBM protected, and it's kind of like, well, you really don't need that level of encryption. And I think you need to kind of understand that BlackBerry Balance, like I, I'm a consumer um, in one regard, and I would love to have BlackBerry Balance, but you need to have Buzz to get it. And so they have BBM Protected and BlackBerry Balance is stepping stones to make you want to convert over to Buzz, I think. I think ultimately their goal is they want to get you onto their Buzz network, and then that's like, you know, they want people to want, you know, BlackBerry Balance, and they want you to want BBM Protected, and that's how the company will go switch over to them. I don't think they're necessarily trying to get all these consumers to want, you know, BlackBerry Balance and BBM protected. This is it's totally just a, a an enterprise play, and ultimately they just want to get you know people to switch over to Buzz. So you know, I think hopefully you know stickers might actually be a, a larger part of it. If they have sucked my wallet dry, bro. I think yeah. <laughs> I know every time a sticker goes out, my BBM update feed is just gone. Like, it's yeah. just people buying the stickers. And I feel like a lot of, especially because, again, we're such an active 85 million, you know? We're, we're yeah. way more active than a lot of uh, messaging, you know, user bases out there. I think that they're going to make a, I think they're pleasantly surprised by how much money they're making on stickers. And then it's like, we've got both ends covered, you know? We're making money on the consumer. We're making money on the enterprise. Um, how many sticker packs have you guys bought so far? Let's start with Matthew. He's on iPhone again, guys. Uh, don't, don't beat him up. He's he's moving to BlackBerry soon. It's, it's, it's in the mail. It's on its way. What about you, Matt? Have you bought any stickers yet? Honestly, in total, I maybe bought 40 sticker packs. One was a promotion. 40? Three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And I, 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 I don't want my, my phone to end up like James's where it just it can't okay. scroll properly because you have so many. So, uh, I've, I think I've only bought... Three packs. So one was a WWE promotion. Another was it was Barcelona stickers during FIFA. And a third one, I oh uh, that that era of the, the Middle Eastern one you sent me, James. That's the only ones. I so, so you really only bought one. Because the yeah. other two were free. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah, I only bought maybe one or two. And see that, you know, at least, you know, on an iPhone, if they can monetize at least just one user, it still is going to be money for them, especially with the suggested 50-50 split that they have on those profits, you know, a dollar for you, a dollar for me, straight to the pocket. Um, it's, it's just really interesting as well because you can, at least on BlackBerry, use your carrier billing to pay for that. So you don't even have to pull out your credit card or, or actually PayPal even. You can just, you know, charge it to me later. And I think that's part of why people are buying so many. And again, literally, my BBM, I've got 400 BBM contacts. It's, it's, it's a lot. I don't talk to any of them. <laughs> but it's just, just interesting to have a microcosm of that community to see what the general trend is. And I do see a hell of a lot of sticker purchases. So 
I, you well, know, you know, it's not, it's not going to just be stickers, though. You know, like, they, they slowly introduce wallpapers. You know they're going to start having paid wallpapers and just more paid functionality. So not just stickers, I don't think. Yeah, absolutely. Virtual goods are going to be huge. we got to talk about what is, not, you know, at least what is going to be. Well, that's true, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what other virtual goods would you guys like to see? Like, GIF images, like moving images? Yeah. Lauren's a guess now, please. I would buy that. Paid functionality, like add on, like add on. Uh, I guess at least for iOS and Android users, add on like um, a priority hub and like email, like that kind of stuff. I I pay enormously for that stuff. <laughs> like a a BBM priority hub kind of. Yeah, yeah like add a function. Yeah, I guess like that, or you know, turn it in like at least for iOS and Android users, turn it more into like a business tool. Add on email support. It might be weird to make it paid, but you know that's something they could. So turn BBM into the BlackBerry Hub. They should they should just try and develop a BlackBerry Hub for other phones. <laughs> nah. Yeah. They'll, ne they'll never sell another BlackBerry 10 device with that. Hey, I mean, blend, blend is a good idea because it forces you to have a BlackBerry device. You still get to share that experience. Wait, I mean, are you sure? Yeah, go ahead. Are you sure? Because an iOS or Android user, if they have BBM, why would they not be able to log into Blend? Blend is more than BBM. Just to use BBM. Well, I know, but I mean, yeah. would they just be able to use the BBM, you know? Like, why not? Yeah. It, it, it'd be interesting, for sure, because if we look at it this way, and if, so you're talking about a BlackBerry, or not a BlackBerry, an iPhone user with a BBM account. Yeah. What, what are they blending? Just just BBM. I mean, they, I think they had mentioned that Blend is essentially going to, you're going to log in with their BBID. So why you know iPhone users have a BBID if they make a BBM? So do you so you think then that they'll have they'll have web access to add in their email, yeah. their calendars, and, and all those other things manually? Maybe or? not. Maybe not those, but the, it might at least just let them do BBM because like if I, you're I, looking, I, I'd agree you know, with that. I think yeah, some I could kind of consumer play for BBM, the desktop, be it through the internet or, or whatnot. I could yeah. see that, Alex. I could see that. But Lauren, how many stickers have you bought? Zero. I I just think it's a waste of money. I don't. I just get them from James. So. <laughs> the worst. Lauren, why do you hate BlackBerry so much? Hey, I've had three BlackBerry ten devices, so I, that's good enough. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. <laughs> it's, it's it's funny because uh, <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that Lauren because you, you do just get them for me you know like I send everyone I can the free ones yeah. that's not, not an open invitation for anyone out there to do the camera. Ronell, what about you? Have you paid for any uh, sticker packs? Zero. Yeah. Don't see the reason why. I mean, I get them for free, and if I don't get them for free, then I don't need to use them. I got I got the. Emoticon, so I'm all good. Y'all are just the worst. Do it to support BBM, not because you're going to use them for anything. Well, I think yeah, it's a good way to look at it, though, because, like, we're all pretty hardcore BlackBerry users, and, you know, it looks like James and me are the only two who are buying up stickers, and, you know, it, it really shows that, for instance, one person getting BBM connected, that is 30 bucks for the year for them. And then it's also a recurring model, whereas stickers isn't recurring. You, you know, you might develop amazing stickers, I'll buy them up, but then for three years you might have crappy stickers that I'm not interested, and then you lost me as a customer. Whereas BBM Protected, that's a consistent recurring 
you know, 30 bucks per user per year. So it just shows the potential of how much enterprise actually does has or have rather. It does has. <laughs> it does You're have. Right. They, they does has a lot going on. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I look at the, I look at stickers, and I, I see it as a way to kind of bridge the gap for people who may not actually be interested in BBM at all. So I'll show, you know, I'll show my friends, I'm like, oh yeah, look at this naked Cartman sticker, you know, and they're like, oh my god, I love time. <laughs> or like, show them, show them the Adventure Time sticker, and they're like, oh my god, I love Adventure Time. And it just changes the perception a little bit. They see Disney in there. They see a couple of the other ones. Oh, my favorite soccer team is in there. I don't think it's necessarily all about you know having to buy every single sticker. But at the same time, it's just an interesting way for them to allow you to connect with other users and maybe increase their interest in the messaging platform as a whole. And I see a lot of people on the BBM channel just like, I'm a BlackBerry user. I, I, should, I shouldn't have to pay for these at all. These should be totally free for me. As if being a BBM user makes them entitled to having these stickers. And I definitely agree with the model that they do have. Like, they're not many free. They give you one free pack. And if you're like Lauren or Ronell, you'll ignore and not pay for the rest. You know, It doesn't encumber your experience. It enhances yeah. it if you so choose. So this, despite us hating on uh, Lauren and Ronell for their lack of support. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have on the topic list here? Let me pull back up our chat, yeah, which is now clogged up, up with uh, Sugar Daddy comments. <laughs> should have never I mean, said there's that. There's a little BBM update that's we could talk about real quickly. Yeah, right. let's talk about that. BBM on BlackBerry 10 and Legacy did get an update. It essentially refined some of the additions for contacts. I know Kevin in our group really didn't like it because it kind of auto-suggests via your email addresses other contacts that you could add. So to actually see the invitations that you've sent to users, you have to scroll past all of those other you know, suggested users. So at the top, you have invites that you've sent, suggested invites, or rather, excuse me, invites you get go at the top, suggested invites, and then invites you've sent at the very bottom. Do I think that could be refined? Absolutely. One thing I don't like is that, and I don't know if you guys agree with this or not, is you can't actually dismiss the suggested contacts. You can't get rid of them other than unlinking the account that they come from. You're kind of stuck with them there. You can't really get rid of them. And it does make it look a little bit messy, especially if it's a contact you would never add in that kind of context. I know I have some contacts who are strictly like business and I wouldn't invite them to a social messenger at all. So for me, it is a little bit cumbersome, especially if I hand my phone over to someone and they may have access to look directly at those contacts within BBM, and I'm not too keen on it. But what do you guys think of the update overall? Has it made your experience any smoother or more refined? Adding someone, you know, it's it's easier now because, like, I notice a lot of the time they add by barcode, so it's like you could actually swipe down from the top now and click add by barcode, and that actually shows my barcode and PIN, which is a nice addition. And for people, I don't know if you can really see, but you see my barcode is on the bottom, and then there's actually the camera on the top, and it's a little square. Before, it just filled up the entire screen with the camera. So I think they, it, it was a nice little, um, you know, I think, that was a good update. And then on the actual invites page, you can quickly get to your barcode. They just made your barcode a lot easier, more accessible, and then adding people is more accessible. And right now, they're just trying to make more people download it. So while we're kind of irritated by it giving us all these suggestions, this is really the only way that they're going to just get you to be like, you know what, oh, fine. It, it's telling me to suggest my buddy Bob, and 
I'll just do it. I'll click the button and, and it does it. So it's irritating, but that's what they need to do at this moment in time. I almost want to like send them all an invite so they go away. Like. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what BlackBerry wants us to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord. <laughs> so I got a, I got a very strange BBM from Agent Juicy. Check out his channel on BBM. He asks, and I quote, "Ask everyone in the group, would you pay thirty bucks a year?" for unlimited access to all the BBM stickers. No. <laughs> That's what I said. I was like, mm. At this moment in time, it's not worth it because there aren't 30 packs, right? There's probably like, like, yeah, there's probably like 25, like so close. They, you know, they, that's, that's a good thing to bring up. They might add maybe, you know, $15 a year and you get access to everything or whatever. Because that cool. actually like, brings unlimited wallpapers, unlimited chat wallpapers, custom chat wallpapers, just, all the stickers. Looking at just you know services, everyone's going towards pay per monthly and pay per yearly because it's a subscription model where, as the business, they have a very consistent cash flow, and it's just the way to go. So it's it wouldn't be surprising if they went that route, or at least offered it. It would just be odd. Like right now, restoring BBM stickers is hard enough. Sometimes, imagine if like, oh shit, I didn't pay last month or last year, and then I gotta go pay next month. It it could get confusing <laughs> overall. I I think BBM as it grows as a as an offering overall should go towards some kind of subscription based model. WhatsApp does one dollar a year and doesn't really give you much, you know. <laughs> overall, I think with BBM with the added security, you know, baseline security of the TSL tunnel. The triple DES security, AES, not DES, AES security, you know, baked in. That's already a, a more advanced offering than what WhatsApp is giving you. If you add in a video and blend, you know, functionality and extend that, I think a subscription model could really work for them. You know, with the user base they have now, it's not fiduciarily necessary. I think sticker packs and virtual goods is right now where they're at better for their scale. But I think, you know, as they progress forward, we could see something like that unfold. And I would certainly pay a dollar a year. BBM. Dude, look, they're going to keep it free. They, they need to keep it free and allow for additions because that's like the one you know, spot where they're kind of different than the competition. They're a large business. This is one of the things they're offering. Whereas WhatsApp, WhatsApp is the business. You know, That's their only thing. They need to make money from it somewhere. BlackBerry can fund BBM to try and grow it bigger and then that's where advertisements and everything come into play. They want to keep it free, I think. Yeah, keep it free. I think uh, I think the only issue is, is really they're trying to gain more more users. I mean, I know a whole bunch of people who use BBM and don't use BBM anymore because they didn't, nobody used it, and that's because they weren't adding contacts, right? Where they weren't adding people to actually have the reason to keep it on their phone, right? So I think by them updating and adding those features to help try add more people in the first place, then it'll it'll gain more traction and then they could focus on getting more revenues, right? But you need to get people using it more or uh, adding more people so that they keep with the, with the app, you know? But hopefully that's what, hopefully they, they keep working on it and they add more. Let's see. I'm definitely looking forward to it as it grows because, you know, it seems like everybody nowadays is using their messaging platform as a platform for other services. You look at Kick, you're, you can play games in there, you can watch YouTube, send links, and do a bunch of other things. So it really is a service channel directly into users' hands, and it has a high level of engagement overall for messaging. So I think BlackBerry has a unique advantage to leverage that kind of engagement into enterprise, as you had mentioned, Ronell, and as well over to the consumer, as Alex had mentioned. So let's move on a little bit here. 
Um, what did, did you did you guys see the car phone warehouse sneak peek of the BlackBerry uh, Passport? Yep. I want to hear the iPhone users' uh, perspective on it. First off, what did you think of the little tease? That was it was awesome. I. I watched it maybe five or six times because it just it showed off little more things about it that I, I hadn't seen even through like a little sneak peek through photos on Crackberry or wherever, and it was it was really and and it put actually what it really helped me with was it put the keyboard and its effectiveness into like a really good context, and it just showed how effortlessly like just swiping words away was just scrolling was like spot on with the space bar, and it it just it. It showed off a lot of the really positive things that I really, I, I, what really kind of put me on the fence originally about the passport, and I, I it really, I, I have to admit that it really was the kind of that little push I needed to kind of make me think a lot more for the passport as opposed to the classic, making me believe that maybe it will sell more than the classic. This is, this is the heated debate of the today, classic or passport, which is going to sell more. I still believe that the passport is the front runner for. Perception changing, like oh wow, BlackBerry is still doing it. I, I posted a, a video of the a passport hands-on a while back, and I forget how many tens of thousands of, of views it has. And the comments on it are like, huh, BlackBerry's BlackBerry was dead five years ago, but now they're dead only two years ago. Like they're catching up, you know. <laughs> and it's a stupid comment because it's obviously uneducated, but at the same time, it's a shift in the perception. It's changing what people think. And I think that's what the passport will really do. It doesn't need to sell in high volumes for it to be successful. And Alex, I'm sure you feel a little bit differently, but what do you think? I still feel like the classic, especially priced a little bit lower, maybe a $350, $400 device, will just sell more into enterprise. For a user-based volume number, I feel like it'll do better in enterprise. I guess the, the easiest way for me to think about this is to look at my stepdad. He has a Q10 currently, and what is he going to go to next? Well, he keeps his Q10. He has like a, a shirt with a little pocket right there. He keeps his Q10 in the pocket there. And if a passport wouldn't fit, like he's literally one of the people that will buy a phone based on if it fits in that pocket or not. A Z10 stuck up a little bit, and he's like, I can't get this. I need a Q10. He had a Z10, you know. So yeah, he's probably gonna end up getting the classic or just buying another Q10 or keeping his Q10. He cracked it because he sat on it, but it's still working fine. Um, so yeah, I do see for enterprise the classic definitely. Yeah, you know, I, I have to agree with you. I think on all fronts, the passports for perception change, and Q10 is for enterprise like crazy or uh, sorry, classic. It's for enterprise. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's it's so interesting when we discuss it further. And I'm gonna pose this question over at Lauren because I know she's dying to to have her classic. But when we have something like the BlackBerry Passport out there in the public, and we have it next to something like a classic. You know, you look at that classic legacy BlackBerry, you see all that it can offer, the, the decent specs, the, you know, the BB-10 operating system. In, in a store, let's say in a carrier store, or in, you see a classic next to a passport. Which one is going to grab your attention first? Honestly, I think, like, as much as I, I just don't want the passport for myself, but I honestly think that if that was in a carrier store and somebody was just going through like looking at all the phones, I, I really think that they would be drawn to the passport because like how cool would that be if they started playing with it and someone comes over and was like, hey, did you know like this keyboard can also be used to like scroll and it can be used to do all these things? Like it it just looks different. And so as opposed to the classic where someone was like, that's definitely a Blackberry, like obviously. The passport is not obviously a Blackberry. 
Yeah. <laughs> Alex, bouncing off what you had said a, a lot earlier, you mentioned, you know, I want it wider, I want it double wide than what it already is. There's actually a, a really interesting concept in the Crackberry forums, and it was of a double wide, you know, this really long, long QWERTY device. And it had one row of keys at the bottom, like a full keyboard. <laughs> I, I, I used to find that and, and put it on the channel. But it again, it, it kind of leaves you open. We had talked about it in our group. Um, this keyboard technology can transcend the phone. It can transcend a mobile device. Imagine putting a touch-sensitive keyboard onto a laptop or onto a, a keyboard you actually sell, something like this. You know, imagine being able to flip word predictions as you're typing on an actual full-blown keyboard. There's a lot of potential for the technology outside of where we're seeing it right now. And as BlackBerry kind of develops their further, uh, you know, their coming product offerings, will this touch-sensitive keyboard make it into future products? Is this going to be something like the store where they try to bring it back and revamp it for another iteration? Or are we going to see it, you know, kind of transcend to different types of hardware? Like, on, if let's say BlackBerry builds a slider device, would it have a keyboard like the Classic or like the Passport? What do you guys think? Mm. Good question. Good question. Yeah. Right. It's like, is this new keyboard like going to be the staple technology of all BlackBerry keyboards to come, or is it going to be more of like a very niche offering to a specific type of device? It's going to be really interesting to see how BlackBerry kind of unveils this as they go forward. I think it depends. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I was I was just gonna say like uh, Chen was quoted a couple of times to say if the device goes through and and it sells well we will continue with it and if it doesn't then you can guess what happens so I think I think he's testing it with the classic and the passport and it, you never know we might even see a slider too you never know I think he's trying to see what works and what people want and whatever sells best he continues on with it so it it all depends on the results. That's what I see it as. That's a very good point. If it doesn't go well, why would they continue pushing forward? Yeah. Definitely a great point. What about you, Matthew? I think alternative form factors aside, I mean, I think the Passport and, like, the touch-type technology that it integrates is sort of, it's, it's, it, it makes two things evident. Like, one, it makes BlackBerry is becoming more experimental, willing to try out really more diverse thing, something very, like, that's not, that just isn't the standard, like, slider or BlackBerry, you would, what we would typically think of, like, a BlackBerry with, like, the 9900 and the 9930 or something like that. And depending on how the Passport performs and how many they manufacture, I mean, I could see ultimately over time that the technology could become cheap enough due to, like, mass production that you could see another, like, another... Blackberries, like you could see in like a like a maybe the next version of the classic or next version of. Here, here's something. Here's something to to get the, get the brain kind of churning, guys. You guys remember the type of lawsuit, correct? Yes. Yeah. If you look back at the actual patent for this technology, the way the patent is designed, it's actually a keyboard overlay that allows the touch-sensitive capability. Imagine if BlackBerry were to take the Passport technology and build a typo like case for iPhone and Android. Mm. It's, it's something they could do. It's, not, it's definitely something not, it's not something impossible. I'm saying it's something that they could do in the future, and you wonder if that kind of pushed that lawsuit a little bit further for them. 
Because really, the Typo 2 still looks like a BlackBerry keyboard, and we haven't heard anything about them wanting to pursue it any further. You wonder, it, was it strictly the frets that they were worried about, the shape of the keys? Hard to say. Alex, what do you think in regard to something like that? Do you think an iPhone user would buy something like the Typo over something comparable built by BlackBerry? No, I, I think like people understand whether they dislike BlackBerry or not that they make phenomenal keyboards. So if they did offer a Typo equivalent, and especially if they had a like, touch you know, sensitive to it, I, they definitely would, you know, buy it. But I can't really see BlackBerry necessarily wanting to do that because they'd rather people buy the Passport, you know, to get the cool, like, here's an awesome keyboard that you can, you know, touch sensitive and everything too. They'd rather you actually get into the BlackBerry ecosystem rather than just offer, you know, you know how think about how much money they're making from the typo compared to what BlackBerry makes from selling devices, you know. It's not, it, it would just be, you know, pennies to them compared to actually getting someone engulfed into the ecosystem. How, so. does I, how, do, how do iOS and Android do text predictions? Do they do it like the Passport in a band above the keyboard? I think so, right? From what I've seen, it, it's pretty much gone standardized. So like, what, like Laura, like what you have on the Q10 with the band above, it's pretty much what it's done on Android. And it's what's also done on iOS now. Now that they've added that in on iOS seven years later, we're finally catching up there. <laughs> it's just could it could be interesting. If, imagine adapting the, the keyboard technology there for that device. Again, Alex, you make them you make a, a mention that they want to sell their own hardware. But at the same time, there's already hundreds of millions of devices out there. And if you could reignite the interest in QWERTY by being innovative and having a, a spurn off product offering. It could actually do well for BlackBerry. I think they need to start exploring devices outside of phones. As we look at the Internet of Things and M to M and, and that whole scene, is BlackBerry going to be a facilitator, or are they going to also play in that hardware space? Are they going to build embedded devices, embedded computing devices that we can actually connect with, or are they going to strictly keep to a handset business? I have always considered a hardware business, not a handset business. That's just me. What do you guys think? Would you yeah, like to see BlackBerry business. <laughs> Well, absolutely, absolutely. But they still build hardware. You know, they still build and design their own hardware. I mean, if we look at something like the Playbook, imagine a tablet, like a tablet-like device that was also a Surface-like device, with a BlackBerry keyboard. You see what I'm saying here? Like they could build other types of devices. Imagine like a not a BlackBerry 10 computer, but more or less you get the same kind of functionality, adapting that keyboard technology from the Passport to something bigger, something more awesome. <laughs> I'm st I'm still waiting for the day where we have like OLED keys here on an actual keyboard, yeah. so I can change up characters on the fly. You know, I don't have to have this dedicated keyboard. You know, what's this uh, calculator buttons on the side? It's not something I want to keep forever. It all comes down to like I guess cost efficiency. But let's move on from talking about the passport because really it's. it's it's so beaten at this point. Right? Dead horse, yeah. <laughs> it was a dead horse like on upstream five, and we're here still beating it. But uh, <laughs> we talked about the BBM uh, protected money and, and how much that's going to be costing. Let's close with the Q2 shipments. Did any of you guys hear about the uptick in sales? They sold, uh, what was it? Uh, it went from 1.2 to 1.5 million devices sold quarter to quarter. They are actually increasing the amount of shipments that are going through to end users. Do you think this is a trend that's going to continue? And specifically, what you guys to talk on, what do you think has been the cause of the uptick in these sales? Is it the Z3? Is it, you know, uh, 
devices that kind of making their headway in and the perception changing? Or is it a combination of all these things? Let's start with Ronell. What do you think? Uh, I think it's a combination. Um, a lot of it from the Z3, I'm pretty sure. Um, I mean, I was at work today and I seen, uh, or the other day, a Q5. And it's not in the BlackBerry uh, wrapping anymore in packaging. It's, it's within a carrier's um, uh, carrier packaging. So we got the Q5 and prepaid now. Um, the Z10 is pretty close to prepaid. So now you got a lot of the older curve users who can move over to BlackBerry 10. So, I mean, they're taking over the low end without even saying so, but they got that going. And then... Um, Besides that, I think most of it just came from the Z3 for sure. So the Q2, Q2 shipment increase is definitely a combination for sure. And Alex, what about you? Do you, do you think that the increase has been due to Z3 sales or has other factors contributed? Has it been the overall perception that Chen has you know, kind of reinvigorated the company as a whole? What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that, you know, if you if you see all these posts about the Passport, because it's been, you know, posted on um, just every website out there now, you've been seeing in the comments less like, oh, I thought BlackBerry was dead 10 years ago. You're seeing less of that. So I think that means that some people who are on the edge to buy a BlackBerry that were actually turned off by people disliking BlackBerry, they may have actually jumped and finally bought a BlackBerry because you're like, oh, maybe they're not dead at this point. So I, I definitely think a lot of it's attributed to the Z3. I agree with Ronald on that. Um, you know, but I think Chen really has helped change, you know, how people look at BlackBerry a little bit enough to help get a few more sales. And it's not the largest jump ever, but it's significant. And I think the Z3 did have a lot to do with it, but, you know, Chen just being him did too. Just being a boss. Lauren, what, what about you? Do you think that the uptick has had more to do with Chen or actual devices in market? What do you think? Um, I think it probably has to do a lot with the fact that I tweet about it all the time and tell mm. people to buy them. <laughs> I think that's the main the main reason that we're, we're seeing all these increase of sales. But if it wasn't that, um, I don't... I, I just think people are, like Alex said, they're just starting to accept BlackBerry and the fact that it's not dead and that their phones are actually really good because um, for the first like year that BlackBerry 10 was out, I didn't see a single BlackBerry 10 device in the wild. But these past like few months over the summer, I've seen like three in Wisconsin. So yeah. that's <laughs> Right. And, 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 you know, me at Disney, it's the same thing. It's like I had never seen a Z30. And yet here I am seeing multiple ones in a day, and it's like, you know, the penetration is happening. You know, the market's waking up. I, I hate to quote that horrible campaign that they did in front of the Apple Store years ago in Australia, but, you know, people are, are coming around to it. Even Matthew here is finally getting rid of his iPhone. Like, people are coming around. And I don't know if his, his purchase is going to count toward Q3 shipments or not, because that hardware has already been purchased and sold out. But definitely interesting to see the uptick overall. We're going to close this out here, guys. I really have to get going. But we covered all the topics we wanted to cover. Oh, wait. No, we didn't. I lied. We have to talk about one more thing, and, and Matthew can bring that up. <laughs> Go for it. And that is the legend, legendary, amazing, spectacular Z20 that was recently shown off. Well, it wasn't shown off the device, but it was like it was mentioned in a TELUS internal email or a memo of some kind. 
Canada, so that was 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 random. To pair to paraphrase the uh, the memo email, I feel like what are we intercepting emails now for news? It's pretty bad. But anyway, <laughs> uh, so they they mention right they they mention it in the light of the Z20 replacing the Z10 and the classic replacing the Q10. So will this be an actual you know four point two inch successor to the Z10? Probably not. I think what they'll probably do is make some hardware modifications to the Z3, bump up the specs, and there you go. I feel like they're going to go with the baseline of the 5-inch as the, the predominant way forward. Alex may be able to touch on that a little bit more. Do you see them focusing on the Z10 resolution these days, or like 5-inch is kind of the standard? Um, she said, I was actually about to reply to a YouTube comment on this video, <laughs> so you probably made it time. So we were talking about... Uh, the developer resolutions and, and what the focus is when targeting these devices is you, you, are you, as a developer are you targeting the Z30 and then it works on everything else or are you targeting the Z10 and hoping it works well there's the else? they want you to work I I'm a developer and I should know the name of it but it's like a DP or something like display pixels or the, I don't the, know. The, 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 the display units yes yeah <laughs> DU or whatever and that essentially should just work across everything. Um, I haven't switched or, you know, modified my app to work on the Passport yet, so I'm not entirely sure, um, but it really should just get to the point where you develop it once for a full touch screen and then once for a square screen. So the Q10 is essentially going to be the same as the Passport. It's really going to, you're going to have to develop for two types of platforms, and it's not going to go any further than that. It's not going to be like, oh, I'm going to develop this for the Z30 and no, I'm going to focus on the Z10 because there's more penetration. It's just going to be full touch screen and then square. So, so when, when we talk about a Z20, you think it's going to be the same size as a Z10 or something? <laughs> Lauren, <Yeah. laughs> Lauren killed me. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that too when James said it, but now I keep saying it because like, stuck in my mind. <laughs> there's just... nothing like moist or anything. Um, oh so yeah, the Z20, it will be the same. It'll be the same aspect ratio as the Z30. So you do think they're, they're, getting, the same they're getting rid of the, Z, the Z10 aspect ratio because it was odd, you know. Okay, so that, thank you for answering that question. <laughs> that all you ask, and I just went on a whole, like, thing. <laughs> That's what happens when I wasn't paying attention. So. <laughs> it's all good. You're keeping up with the comments on YouTube, so I appreciate that. Lauren, with a Z20 looming, would you consider that over the actual next flagship all-touch device that's supposed to come in 2015? Or are you a QWERTY girl and you're going to stay a QWERTY girl? Nothing could tempt you away or something could? I really doubt that I'll ever go back to having a touch screen, a full touchscreen phone, just because I went from Storm to, like, the 9650, 9930, and then to, like, Z10, Z30, and now Q10 again, and I've just come to realize that I can't, I just can't do without a keyboard, so I won't go back to a touch again. Bye. We've lost you. We've lost you to the touch. <laughs> <laughs> The physical touch, that is. What about you, Ronel? Uh, are you tempted by a Z20, or are you satisfied with your Z30? These, num these, these numbering schemas are so bizarre. Like I would 10, never touch 10. a Z20. Let's, let's, let's go through this real quick, real quick. Okay, so we have 10. We have 10, 10, 5, 30, 
It's just like, what? <laughs> they just bounce all over the board. They're going to get rid of that, I think. Yeah. That's why it's like, you know, a quote-unquote Z20. Is it actually going to be called the Z20, or are they going to actually come up with a, a unique name? I think, like, the Passport name and even the classic name are so smart, especially for branding purposes where, you know, you could get lost in the nomenclature of, you know, what are they calling the iPhone 6? Is it the iPhone 6L or something like that? Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> JT actually. Yeah. The air. yeah, they're thinking about it's calling the it one the air, but then they're saying like, but that's confusing the Mac branding with the phone, and then like the air is supposed to be lighter and thinner, but instead it's wider and bigger, and it's like, it's I don't know. Right, it's gonna be. It's just like I wonder what they're actually gonna do. I would just keep with the numbers if I was Apple, because really, it, it's it is gonna get confusing if the the ten. 3025 is confusing for us. Imagine how it would be for an iPhone user. No offense. Our name seems very simple. It's 6, 6S, 5, 5S, 4, 4 That's always good. And then so, the 5C. We don't count yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Oh, have fun with the next revision. They're going to have, like, it's going to be a mess. Uh, what does the C stand for? Cheap or? Color. Color. Oh, he he was he man jumped on you pretty quickly. He probably gets that often. Like, no, I, I do. No, I do, and it's so bad because I always have to explain it. He's like, no, it's not cheap. It's made of polycarbonate. It's not made of like paper. What about the S? What does the S stand for? Sucks. Actually, Sucks. no. It's, it's actually totally dependent on the, uh, the the version of the iPhone. Like the 3GS, it was for speed because it got like a, like its JavaScript engine for Safari was double the speed for. The 4S, it was Siri. The 5S, it was security. Uh, the 6S, I have no idea. I can't even think of what they do next to that. Lauren's dead. She's gone. <laughs> All right, guys, let's get out of here. I'm sure we have a lot of other things to do with our Sunday office. Or... <laughs> yes. What, what season are you on? Oh, seven. She's like, oh, I don't watch seasons. I just press play, and it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look. It's off on Netflix right now. <laughs> so you've been watching it while the stream is on. I haven't paused. She didn't even turn it on. She just left it paused. <laughs> yeah. I really, really appreciate having you guys on for this one, and we will see you guys next week. Take it easy. Oi. Oi, oi.